Once again, thank you so much for tuning in to Wove Inspiration Podcast. This is Althea, your host. In the world today, it seems easier for someone to believe the majority opinion over factual truth, especially when it comes to biblical truth. My guest today is Ms. Tracy Terrace. She is a licensed marriage and family therapist, president and owner of Healing the Mind and Spirit, Inc., and the author of a book entitled Many Voices, One Truth. In her book, Tracy helps the reader visualize her message and teachings using the analogy of having grown up with the competing television networks of ABC, NBC, CBS, and PBS. In the analogy, each network offers a different voice, often with a different point of view, competing for the viewer's attention. So too, Tracy says, are the many voices we hear today that represent self Satan, society, and savior. So stay tuned. Tracy, thank you so much for being on Wove Inspiration. Thank you for having me, Althea. It's a pleasure to be here. So, Tracy, tell us a little bit more about yourself and what you do. I am, my name is Tracy Terrace, and I'm a mother of two and a wife of a musician. And for work, I'm a marriage and family therapist. So I own a group private practice where I provide and my, I employ therapists who provide psychotherapy to families, couples, individuals teens and every now and then we get a little one. And I'm also an author. I've I've been a writer my whole life, but I just recently published my first book. And uh yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And how long have you had your practice? Since uh 2012. I began my private practice in 2012. And so 10 years now I've been in private practice, but I've been a therapist for almost 20 years. I first started in 2005 because in in my profession, while you're still in school, you have to do what's called a practicum, which is what most professions call an internship. And it's where you practice how to be a therapist. And so I've been doing that since like two, that was my first time seeing uh, people in the psychotherapy setting uh, since 2005. So I guess that's like 18 years. Okay. 19 okay. years. Yes. And 17 or 18 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what made you decide to go into that particular field? Because a lot of times people go into a certain field because of experiences that they may have had. And I've always known that individuals in your field, when they go into that, they are doing it because they are the experts in life. So mm-hmm. tell the audience about why you decided to go into this particular field. Well, I, I went to therapy for myself and my own uh, issues and, and hurts and traumas, and it actually worked. I, I had no intention of becoming a therapist. I would just refer my friends and family to the woman that I was seeing. Okay. And um, 
you know, she did work with me and it worked. So I, I referred those I loved. And then one day when I was at work, I was working for a consulting firm at the time. And I had this distinct thought, you should become a therapist. And it was just out of nowhere, but it resonated uh, so much so that I checked in with my husband and three of my closest friends and, and told them, this is what I, this thought just came to my mind. What do you think about that? And each one of them thought that I would be perfectly suited for that and uh, encouraged me to go for it. So I applied to one graduate program, Azusa Pacific University, because it was a Christian university and it had a a clinical psychology program. And because I'm Christian and at the time, uh, not a lot of Christians were into therapy and just thought it was all kinds of things that it wasn't. And mm-hmm. so I wanted to choose a program that would align my uh, faith and help me to understand therapy from a biblical and God view perspective uh, so that I could help people on different levels. So I applied to Azusa Pacific, you know, and got in and the rest is history. So, yeah, that's usually the way that it works when there's a God prompting Usually, like for me, I started off a completely different environment. I was in the banking industry for a number of years, but I've always found myself helping other people with their problems or they just come to me mm-hmm. <laughs> sharing yeah, yeah. problems and everything. And so that's what prompted me to go into counseling and everything as well. So, yeah, I can, yeah. I can definitely see the pattern of, of how God works in that aspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think God gives us a lot of different gifts, you know, like I work a lot with young people and, and they will say, you know, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what God's plan is for my life. And and I tell them, well, to look to what your natural talents are, our propensities and what you're what you desire to do, what you enjoy doing, what you lose time in doing, what seems to come easy for you, because it's probably somewhere in there and it's probably not just one thing. And you have the freedom you know, to choose how you want to serve God and others in that way, depending on what you come up with, with when you look at all those different factors. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so now you are the author of a book called Many Voices, One Truth. Tell the audience mm-hmm. a little bit about what the theme is of your book. Uh, the book is essentially about belief and who are you going to choose to believe? And the reason I wrote it is because that was a struggle of my own. Um, And also because I, one of the forms of therapy that I do, it's called cognitive behavioral therapy. And it has to do with helping people to think about what their thoughts are, like be aware or bring their thoughts, what they're actually thinking into awareness. Because people are thinking 24 seven, even when you're sleeping um, on some level, but you're not always aware of what you're thinking. So cognitive behavioral therapy the cognitive part are is has to do with your cognition, how you're thinking and behavioral has to do with the behaviors that you choose as a result of those cognitions. And so what happened in my life was one of my baby sisters had a stroke at a young age. And so I went to Texas along with, you know, three of my other sisters to go and help her. And I just kind of rolled up my sleeve and, you know, dove in to get some services in place. I've always, as a therapist, I, you know, up until that point I had worked with case managers. And so I knew that 
she would need some services in place for when she goes home. So I had a lot to do and it, it kept me from thinking about the fact that I almost lost, you know, my little sister. And so, but I just started having this nagging feeling of anxiety and just wanting to go home. And then I started feeling guilty about that because I felt like, well, I shouldn't want to go home. I should want to stay here and help my sister. And so I, I, you know, was just at a loss for, you know, why I was feeling what I was feeling until I called a friend of mine. And she said, you know, Tracy, this has nothing to do with what's going on. It has more to do with what you believe mm-hmm. about yourself. And I remember like as she, she and I talked and stuff, I remember that, you know, my mother had drawn uh, a line on the palm of my hand and told me that I was going to die young. And I believed that my whole life, like when I grew up and went to therapy and, you know, started following uh, um, biblical principles and following Christ, mm-hmm. uh, I no longer believed it, or at least I thought I did. I thought I dealt with it in my own therapy work and in my own relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And I had, but this was like something that was really deep that uh, when I almost lost a family member who was very young, she was younger than me you know, at the time. And um, it just brought that belief to the surface. And so I really had to examine, you know, what do I really believe? Because we say we believe one thing or the other, but really, what do we really believe? And it's just important to be aware of that. So I wrote the book uh, using the analogy of broadcast networks. When I grew up, there was only four, ABC, NBC, CBS, and PBS. There was cable, but we just didn't have cable in my household. And so if we were listening to a broadcast or watching a broadcast, it was one of those networks. So I took that idea and came up with the networks of self, Satan, society, and savior (laughs) as the major networks that most people are listening to at any time of day. And so in the book, I teach people how to differentiate between all of those different networks, what they sound like, what the kinds of things that they were say, and how to turn down the voices of those networks and turn up the voice of Christ, you know, or the side of yourself that's affirming or the side of society that's affirming. Yeah, I love it. I love it because in this day and age, there are a lot of voices saying oh, yeah. a lot of things. And I know you had mentioned in your bio that, you know, with with social media and everything, you're going to see and hear a lot of a lot of different opinions about mm-hmm. various topics and everything. And so uh, people tend to flow with what's most popular and, and and then they stick with that. And then anything contrary to that, it's like, well, no, 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 no. And in particular, when it comes to God's word. Because yeah. I, ha- I actually had a discussion with someone the other day about changing your thought process on certain things by way of God's word. And they just, they, they either didn't want to accept it or they, they wasn't really sure how to go about it. So w- what would you say to someone that is, you know, they're, they're kind of new in, in belief in, Christ and everything, but they still struggle with the negative thoughts and society's way of doing things, and 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 at the same time trying to learn this thing about God and how He wants us to walk and everything. 
Well, I'll, I'll answer that in, in two different ways. The, the first way uh, that I'll, I'll talk about is um, with regards to the Bible, like when you're first starting out uh, with the Bible and trying to understand it, I would say see if you could find uh, either a Bible study group or, or someone at church that's older in the faith to help you try to understand what it is you're reading. But at the same time, I would say read it on your own because God is a bit of a lover. Like he will, he will woo you. Like he, the Holy Spirit will help you, will open your heart and open your mind to help you understand, uh, what it is that you're reading. And then when you, when he'll affirm it either through things that you hear on the radio, going to church services or sitting in, you know, further or deeper, uh, Bible studies. So I would say it is definitely a process. And if it's a foreign, language to you, meaning, of course, it's written in English, but if it's a foreign language to you, meaning it's a a different discipline, you know, just like you you go to college and you learn the discipline of psychology or the discipline of biology or whatever discipline you learn, you have to read the material to start gaining an understanding of it. And then you have to apply it. So like the thing with the Bible is look at some of the to do's and start applying it to your life. And the Bible is really rich in uh, scripture that talks about minding your thoughts, minding what you're thinking about, taking captive your thoughts, you know, turning thoughts over. And so sit, get into it and trust the process that it's a journey. And the more you learn, the more you'll grow in your faith and in your understanding. The other way that I would answer that question is just because you've decided to follow Christ, it doesn't mean that all the negative thoughts will automatically stop. True. You know, um, one of the, one of the best things that you can do for yourself is either speak with a pastoral counselor that's versed in, uh, negative thoughts and, and knowing how to, uh, navigate that and how to challenge those thoughts and replace them. But if you're, if you speak with someone and they tell you all you have to do is read your Bible or all you have to do is pray, right. but you're still having these thoughts, then you might have to, you know, speak with a professional to learn how to change your cognitions. And there's no shame in working with someone because if you're having a really hard time, that may be evidence of, you know, past hurts and pains, grief, losses, and traumas that you may not have the resources and, and God invented psychology and therapy. I mean, you know, man invented the process of therapy, but psychology is really the study of the soul. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not the study of behaviors and mental processes. I mean, if you Google it, it'll say that's what it is. And it is what it is, but the original Greek, Greek word uh, meaning is uh, study of the soul. So mm-hmm. I would say, don't tell yourself that just because you're following Christ and reading the Bible, that these things will go away. For some people, that may be the case, but for most of us, you know, we have to work with someone. And if you can't afford therapy, like there's all kinds of uh, things out there, online therapy now that you can start with to help you process some things. And those tend to be a little bit more, you know, affordable, or you can buy books like my book, Many mm-hmm. Voices, One Truth, that help you to understand what thought processes are, why you have them, and what are some of the things you can do to start changing how you think, you know? Very good. Yes, yes, I love it. So, Tracy, how can a person tell the difference 
between thoughts that are just upsetting and thoughts that may be an indication of a deep psychological or relational problem? Thoughts that are upsetting uh, are usually dependent on something happening on the outside of you, like something happening. And then those thoughts can be transitory, like you're thinking it, you know, in, in at the three o'clock hour, but by the time the five o'clock hour rolls around, you're not really thinking on it or perseverating, like thinking over and over yeah. about it. And then thoughts that might be deeply uh, psychological may be where in your mind, you know that this issue or this thing on a scale of one to 10 is probably a two or three, but you're feeling it at an, as a nine or 11. You know, that's an indication. That's one indication that there's something deeper there and you might need some help to kind of sort that out and excavate that and bring it to the surface so that you can deal with it. Another way to know that it might be attached to something uh, deeply psych- psychological is that if it's, if it's interfering with your functioning and whatever kind of function you need to do, like if it's interrupting with your ability to sleep and good, good rest, if it's interrupting your ability to function in your relationships where you're thinking people are against you are making mountains out of molehills and you know you're making mountains out of molehills or people are telling you you're doing that. Like when people are saying that nine times out of 10 is because that's what they're seeing. You may not be able to agree with that, but you know, trust that the people in your life, you know, love you or at least have some love for you and then go and look into it. If it's interrupting your, these thoughts are getting in the way of your ability uh, to function at work or just to focus and concentrate in general it may be an indication, but you won't know, like all of these are maybes. Mm -hmm. You won't know until you go and talk with someone. I mean, if, if there isn't anything deeply happening in your, in your mindset that doesn't need help, you know, one session in therapy would be able to uh, clarify that for you, you know, and a good therapist, you know, will say, well, it sounds like, you know, if you put these things into place, or if you read this book, you know, over here, you, I think you would, you know, find it to be very helpful, Yeah. you know, yeah. and if that's not the case, you know, come back after a couple of weeks of trying some of the things and, and we'll see what we can do. Yeah. Yeah. So now whether they, the individual that's reading your book is a believer or not, what, what scriptures do you recommend for the reader who, who wants to learn how to manage their thoughts? Well, if, if a person is not, you know, a Christian, what I usually tell people is that, you know, Jesus was a person who walked the earth. He's, he's God and man. And no matter whether you believe in a creator or not, or whether you've been hurt along the way by religion and religious people, a lot of times some of the stuff that you hear out there in the world has nothing to do with Christ. So check him out as a person, like as a philosopher, look into what it is he's saying and then apply some of what you're what he's saying to your life. And if you're reading my book, there's a lot of principles in there that are uh, CBT related, like cognitive behavioral therapy related. And a lot of them are, are combined with biblical principles. But if you do like some of those exercises that are in there, you will start to see changes in your cognitions, changes in how you're thinking. And whether you believe in God or not, you still have a brain, you still have relationships, you still have a heart. And we all pretty much work the same way. Those of us who are Christ followers, we have uh, a helper, you know, and that helper is called the Holy Spirit. 
that helps us to take whatever it is we're trying to learn and do deeper, deeper if we're, you know, w- wanting to work in conjunction with him. One of the things I say in my book is that God is a gentleman. He's not going to push himself on anybody. Mm-hmm. But if you seek him out, those things that you're learning in my book and in other places, you, it will take, he will take you deeper. So give him a shot, cho- give him a shot. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and the reason why I asked that is because it's a, it is a Christian self-help book, but mm-hmm. it's, it's not just identifying a Christian. It can be anyone that's struggling with, with their thought process and everything. And the principles that you offer in your book are, would be extremely helpful for, for anyone. Yeah anyone that wants to overcome those thought those thoughts that tend to over overtake them and and in their struggles of you know anxiety or depression or anything like that absolutely and i think that my my book was definitely um uh, guided by the holy spirit and i think that he probably guided me in that way on purpose because like i said like i noticed this these kinds of thought patterns happening in the people that i treat and not all the people that I treat are Christians, like a good portion of my practice, people that come in for therapy are Christians because Christian people tend to look for Christian therapists, not always, yeah. um, but a good portion of my uh, clients are not as well and either have no faith or of, or are of different faith systems. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. So what do you hope for readers who decide to read this book? That they believe that they are who their creator says they are, rather than what they've come to believe, either from dysfunctional relationships in their family of origin, or dysfunctional relationships along the way, or even beliefs and agreements that they've made about themselves that are disparaging and that tear them down. You are made in the image of God. You really have all you need, you know, in Christ. You just have to peel away the layers you know, to get down to what are the answers. One of the exercises in the book is something called centering prayer. And centering prayer is a contemplative form of prayer where you're not talking to God. You're just sitting and meditating. You choose a word of focus and you keep your mind on that word. And then you say, uh, Lord Jesus, I consent to your presence and to your work in my life. If Jesus is not your Lord, you can still say, Jesus Christ, I consent to your presence and to your work in my life. And what you're actually consenting to is his giving him permission to bring up in you, in your psyche, in your thoughts, in your mind, in your heart, in your memories, anything that's in there that's hindering you from having a full life. And so in in our therapy practice, we have clients sign this informed consent, which means you're giving me permission to treat you. Mm -hmm. It's kind of the same thing. And so using practices uh, that will help you to grow closer to God or help you to heal, uh, you'll find those in the book. And then some of the scriptures, one of my favorite scriptures is Jeremiah 33, 3, where he says, call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. In John 10, 10, it says, I have come so that he can have life and life to the full. Believe that. You know, because when you really believe that all the things in your life that is preventing you from having life to the full, suddenly you're going to start making these changes. You might start changing out relationships, changing out things that you do, 
you know, attracting more affirming people to your life, you know, more people that are in the life stage that you are. And, you know, one of the other scriptures is, is in Isaiah where it says, by his stripes, you are healed. One of the things I tell my clients, you know, the Christian clients that come in uh, and, and even people that aren't Christian, I don't, mm-hmm. I just don't use the scriptures when people are not Christians, but I tell them that, um, you know, you already have the answers, the people that are not Christians, you already have the answers within you. My job is to help you peel back the layers to see, you know, clear up a debris so you can get to that answer. Yeah. And when people are Christians, I tell them, you know, the Bible promises that by his stripes, we are healed. It doesn't say you will be, you shall be, you might be fill out this form and then you will be <laughs> right. check all these boxes and then you will be. It says, you know, by his wounds, you are healed. Like R is present. Yes. You know, we all walk around w- wounded, but you know, there's help for that wound and for those wounds. And it's, it's all like within you, you just, you have to get to know yourself and, and equip yourself with tools that are available to you to get to that healing. Yeah. Yeah. And have you ever had a uh, client that was non-Christian but was receptive to scripture. And then they started changing their thought process that way as well. Absolutely. Like I've had clients that have told me that I'm not a Christian, but I wanted to come to a Christian therapist because I know how I'm going to be treated. (laughs) I've had that. And I, you know, sometimes I'll, you know, use a scripture and, and I'll tell them this is a scripture and, and I tell them that, you know, because I am a woman of faith and because I do have this relationship with God, some of what will come out of my mouth is coming out of my mouth because the word of God is in me. I'm yeah. not, you know, saying that you have to, you know, take this and run with it, but listen for the wisdom behind it and see how you can apply it to your life. And so I don't know if anybody's ever, you know, left therapy and then become, became a Christian like nobody's ever shared that with me mm-hmm. uh, before, but I know that people are absolutely open to the wisdom of the scriptures. Yeah. And I, I do use, you know, a lot of the scriptures that I do use are wisdom related and the ones that I choose uh, are applicable to whatever is going on in the person's life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it resonates. So whatever they're going through, what I'm saying resonates. Like I don't just use random scriptures, right. you know, it's, it's, and, and I think the Holy Spirit gives me what is needed, you know, but I spend a lot of time in the Bible. So it's, it's, you know, I will hear, like, I, I will feel that nudge and present that. And, and sometimes I'll say, you know, this is, there's a scripture in the Bible that says this, or sometimes I'll say there's a saying that goes, yeah. you know, it just depends on the client, depends on their receptivity and where they are yeah. and things like that. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and obviously there's some there is an anointing that is on you that has people wanting even those that are not Christians to want to come to you because you they feel very comfortable with you that mm. you, they're not looking for you to just throw like you said, throw scriptures at them. And that's and that's the extent of it. You're you do it in a way based on what I'm hearing, you do it in a way that is gentle. Because just like you said, that's the way that, you know, Jesus is for us. He doesn't force anything on us. And so Mm -hmm. I I imagine there are a lot of people that 
who aren't Christians that are like, you know what, I I would recommend Tracy over so and so because she's going to meet me where I am. Mm-hmm. So I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love oh, it. thank you. Thank you so much uh, for saying that. Yeah, I, I received that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So where can people get this book? Because it absolutely, <laughs> this is like, mm-hmm. yeah, this is absolutely something that a lot of people need to read this in this day and time. So how can people reach you? And also, how can they purchase your book? So my book is available on Amazon and I'm going to put here in the chat the link for it so that your, if you want to put it in your show notes, you can, you can do that and then, and then they can find it that way. But I'm on amazon.com. My book is. And if you go there and put in either my name, Tracy Terrace, T-R-A-C-Y-R-T-A-R-I-S or the title, Many Voices, One Truth, you'll find, you'll, you know, Amazon will show you where to go. I am on Instagram at healing the mind and spirit for my therapy practice and at Tracy Terrace for, you know, my authorship. I'm also on TikTok nowadays and I, and I'm also on Facebook. But what I can do is I can email you. I'm going to, I'm going to put in the chat my email. And so if you could email me, I'll have your email. I think I might already have it, but I'll send you a link for you to include in your show notes that has all of the different places that your listeners can find me. Awesome. Awesome. Tracy, do you have any last words for our listening audience? Yeah. Like God is a, you know, a God that created the world and he created everything in it and all the people because he wanted to. If you are in a situation where you know, you have hesitancy about God or you have a relationship with God, but you're seeing him through the filter of what other people are doing or not doing. I would say, try to get to know him yourself. Even if you grew up in the Christian faith and you don't feel like you've ever, you know, gotten to know him outside of what you have been told about him, try to discover that for yourself. If you don't know uh, God, th- think of it as a dating relationship. Like I always tell people, young people, the purpose of dating is to have fun and to assess for long-term compatibility. You could do that with God, like spending some time in the word, list- spending some time listening, maybe visiting uh, some churches, you know, to see if there's one that resonates with you and see how you feel about him and about what he says and whether or not you there is some long-term compatibility there. And just um, allow and just be open because when you open yourself, your heart, the Holy Spirit will speak, you know, just ask him to help you to remove all the hindrances to hearing his voice. Amen. I love it. Tracy, it has been a blessing and honor to have you on my show. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be on Wove Inspiration. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Hey, you guys, this is Althea with Wove Inspiration Podcast. You guys have an awesome day. Take care. God bless. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in to Wove Inspiration Podcast. Wove features men and women who use their voice to share their story of overcoming obstacles in life. The common factor for guests on Wove Inspiration are their solutions and their victorious endings. 
You can follow us and leave a comment on either Facebook or Instagram under Wove Inspiration. You can also subscribe to the podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts.